hello everyone and welcome to our program, the Triple Century Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I'm Vic Batista and today we are here with Nathan Jones transmitting live from our station www.twave.tv, twitcasting.tv and our various network. And it's great to be here with every one of you as our topic for today is that of the accuracy of biblical prophecy. And of course, we pray for those of you that are watching and listening, stay tuned and be part of the program. If you're following us live via social media or Facebook, feel free to post your questions or your comments there on Facebook as we see some of you already following us live and logging in, so we thank you for that. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask my regular and co-host here, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your love, for sharing your gospel with us, and for giving us hope for the future. And I pray you bless this program for your honor and glory. Amen. Amen. Again, you turn into a truth to set you free. Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Joseph. We're talking about the accuracy of Bible prophecy. And of course, Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Broward, Calvary Aventura, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. And you can find more information here on www.tway.tv. So we thank you all for tuning in. And of course, if you find yourselves in the Aventura Hollandale area, we'd love for you to stop by and be part of our studies here. Tonight, Wednesdays at 7.30, the Truth Will Set You Free. We'd like to invite you out to be part of their Bible study in the Minor Prophets Book of Zechariah. And also Sunday mornings, Calvary Aventura would like to invite you in Calvary Broward to be part of their Sunday morning Spanish service and also 11 a.m. in English. So if you find yourselves in the area, we'd love for you to stop by and to be part of the programs. And of course, more information at 305-992-9537 for those of you that would like to, uh, of course, be part of our studies here. And before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones. I'm going to I'm going to welcome uh, Nathan Jones to our program. Nathan, it's great to have you on. I'm feeling uh, very welcome. Thank you. <laughs> that is fantastic, Nathan. You are such a regular here that I don't need to welcome you anymore. I think our audience knows you already. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. Thanks. If we get sound on the streaming video, this would be even happier. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Well, you know what? Uh, we actually we're working on that right now, so I think we got it. Oh, okay. Thank, see, that's what we Nathan. We love people in the background to give us some feedback, right? Because otherwise, you and I would just be lip syncing. I know modern technology. <laughs> instantly right away, and we can get that fixed. Well, and thank you so much for being because Nathan. Otherwise, people will not be able to get all the information regarding your wonderful ministry there at Landline. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and also your contact information in case someone is tuning in for the first time? Well, certainly. Well, Landline Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. So, uh, we're looking to proclaim the Lord. Uh, 30% or 31% of the Bible is prophecy. And so we're really excited that God wants us to know about the future. He has a great plan in yes. store for us. His victory means our victory as well. And we want the Lord to, to come back. And so that's what our ministry is about. Yes. You guys can check us out at our website, lamblion.com or ChristinProphecy.org. And there you can check out our television show, Christ and Prophecy, which is broadcast on all the major Christian networks and online yes. over our show and YouTube and all. And uh, we got a newsletter you can sign up for, many articles, blogs, social networks you can join. Yeah. Uh, we want you to grow in God's, and understand of God's prophetic word. So check us out, landline.com or Christ and Prophecy.org. 
Absolutely. And Nathan, as you were talking, I was actually holding up some of your materials. Of course, uh, uh, your recent book, uh, 12 Faith Journeys. And I actually even have here a wonderful copy of The Great Debate, uh, the 2016 Bible Conference. And all that is available, right? Yeah, we have all that store called Bible Prophecy Resources at BibleProphecyResources.com. And there uh, we've got many of the materials that Dr. Ray, our founder and director, has produced and others, including myself. Yes, The Twelve Faith Journeys of the Minor Prophets is a book I co wrote with Steve Howell about how people can grow in their faith, especially when challenges to their faith come. We all have challenges to our faith. We're challenged when uh, devastating loss happens, peer pressure, and we just don't feel like having faith. And each of the minor prophets dealt with those problems and they were in them. And we can learn from what they learned from. So I highly recommend the book, not just because I wrote it, but I really <laughs> love what the minor prophets teach. I'm so glad that your church is teaching through Zechariah. Absolutely, Nathan. That's why your book is a great complement uh, for our study in the minor prophets as well. And uh, I know you gave me the permission to cheat from your book, so I have been doing that. And I can, I can say to our audience that my conscience is clear that Nathan Jones let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We hope that that book will be used in Bible studies. Uh, it's actually been picked up by a Bible college, and that Bible college is a textbook uh, for their prophet class. Uh, so we're excited. We really want to get excited about God's Word of the Bible prophets, a very elected section of the Bible. Absolutely. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that information for those of you that are watching and listening. Uh, grab hold of these incredible resources and also stay tuned for today's program as we're talking about the accuracy of Bible prophecy. And also, will you join us by going to the book of Daniel, chapter 12, with us as Nathan and I will be discussing this very important topic that is too often neglected or undermined. You know, Nathan, uh, someone said that a broken watch is accurate twice a day, but that doesn't fly for God's word in Bible prophecy, right? <laughs> Oh, no. No, uh, two seconds out of the day does not make for good prophecy. So when we talk about prophecy, I think we really have to define, there's a lot of prophecies out there. Yes. But you can't consider prophetic predictions that are open-dated, meaning that prophecies that have no certain time frame in order to be fulfilled. You can't consider prophecies that are self-fulfilling, and you can't consider right. prophecies that are dependent upon conditions. The Bible only has prophetic predictions that are closed-dated and unconditional to be accepted as true prophecy. And that's what's amazing about the Bible. The Bible only has super detailed, dated, unconditional prophecies, and many that have been fulfilled in history, and some that are still future to come. Yes. And because we know the Bible is accurate 100% of the time, that we can put our faith and trust in what it teaches. Ooh. And you know, Nathan, that's why I'm so excited about the subject matter, because we come to realize that our dependency is on the Word of God, and we want people to see how accurate the Word of God is, but also the prophecies that the Bible talked about. In our last program, you and I talked about the regathering uh, of the nation of Israel, right, Nathan? And that was an incredible prophecy that was foretold thousands of years before it occurred, right? Oh, Moses, 3,200 years ago or so, told the Israelites that they rebelled against them, God would punish them yes. by, and gave a long list of uh, plagues and uh, crop failures and attacks by enemies, but if they continued in the rebellion, they would be taken away and put into exile. And that's exactly what happened to the Jewish people twice, first by the Babylonians, then by the Romans were exiled, but that the Lord would regather them back and then he would give them a heart for him. We men are living that time where Israel has been regathered back into the land of Israel. Now we're waiting for Israel to have a heart for God. It hasn't quite happened yet. 
Yeah, great, great. Thank you, Nathan Jones. And of course, for those of you that are watching and listening, again, you're tuning into the Truth Who Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the accuracy of Bible prophecy. Those of you that are following along live, feel free to post your questions or your comments there for Nathan or myself as we look at Daniel chapter 12. Nathan, you and I, of course, made our way through the whole book of Daniel, the book of Revelation. And uh, we covered a lot of materials uh, in the book of Daniel. So as we return uh, to Daniel 12, uh, before we move into the beginning verses, might you give us a little bit of a glimpse there of uh, the book of Daniel and also chapter 12? Well, Daniel 12 is a great prophecy. It's about the end times. Particularly, Daniel had a prayer when the Wednesday Israelites were going to be returned from their first exile back and to go home to Jerusalem. And God sent the angel Gabriel down with a message. And the angel Gabriel gave him this very, very detailed message, many prophecies, about 100 prophecies just in Daniel 11 alone, of how empires would come and go, and detailed battles between Syria and Egypt with Israel stuck in the middle, all the way to the very end of time, uh, this age called the last days of the end times. And uh, Daniel mind was blown. He's like, I, I just don't understand this. Can you explain it to me? And Gabriel's like, no, I'm sorry. You really can't understand right now. Seal the book up, and there will be a time coming when people will, will travel all over the place, and knowledge will increase. When that time comes, then people will start understanding these prophecies. Absolutely. And Nathan, and we see now because of the increase of technology, there are so many things that we used to wonder, how is this going to happen? Now it's not much of a big deal. And, and that's why we really think that we're this special generation and we're seeing things that others in the past only hope uh, that they could, that they will be able to uh, see. So, Nate, would you mind maybe just a little bit of a recap, if you can open for us there, Daniel chapter 12, beginning on verse 1, as we make our way uh, through these verses. Uh, for in case someone is watching or listening and doesn't have a Bible, so they can follow along with us. Sure. Well, Daniel has been given a prophecy about the last time, the time when we get to the tribulation, seven-year period that will be a terrible upon the world as he rules the world through a man called the Antichrist and the Jewish people are hardly persecuted. And verse 1 says, At that time Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Even to that time, and at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn away to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Oh, I love that. And of course, you and I, we talked about these uh, mighty angels, if you will. Here we talk about Michael and Gabriel. And I know like the Apocryphus, I believe they talk about Raphael and uh, all these different uh, incredible beings that God has oftentimes used to bring these incredible revelation. And here we find, again, it's talking about uh, Michael. And just exciting how the Bible talks about what is going to happen uh, in the future. And uh, as we step into verses uh, 4 and on, right, Nate, this is what we see, of course, that certain things are sealed, but other prophecies will be revealed. Right, right. And Michael being the archangel himself, the, the top dog, the, <laughs> the captain of, of God's army, he in particular is charged with defending Israel. And in the last days, he will stand up and defend the Jewish people. And so we're really talking about Armageddon. We're talking about that final battle where the Antichrist armies try to destroy Jerusalem 
and kill all the Jewish people. And God sends Michael to stand up and defend them until Jesus returns. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're left here. Now, bear in mind, Daniel has just been given all this information. Remember, Daniel gets a, a prophecy from God. Usually, he's sick for days. He's, yeah. he's just totally physically and emotionally exhausted. And uh, now you just see him. You know, Daniel's just shaking his head. He just doesn't understand what's going on. And, and Gabriel then says, Don't Daniel, shut up the word, seal up the book until the time of the end. Because many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. In other words, hey, you're not going to understand this. You can't. You're, you're in 550 or so <laughs> BC, and this is going to be 2,500 plus years after you. you. You just don't understand. But it will be a time that will be delineated by two things. One, a time of intense travel. That's and right. two, a time of a great increase in knowledge. Now, I don't have to tell you what time that is, right? No, I really believe, Nathan, if we look around, just everybody who has an iPhone can sort of recognize what time that is. Well, just think, 100 years ago, if you got a Sunday edition of the newspaper, that was the most you probably knew about the world in your entire life. The most right. people even read in their entire life. Now, we read volumes of information like that almost every day. We live in this great time of increase in knowledge. We're building upon uh, different uh, discoveries and inventions. I mean, just 150 years ago, people, you know, and the wagon and horses, and now we've got rocket ships and Mars explorers and all. And travel, too. Most people never traveled from their hometown. They were lucky if they left five miles from a circumference. That's true. Now we have people traveling all over the world in jets and boats and cars and all. And so we are seeing the fulfillment of this prophecy in our life. And because of that, we are starting to understand Daniel because much of the Daniel's, uh, Daniel's prophecy that we're doing to him in chapters uh, 9, 10, and 11 right. have been fulfilled. And since we know they were fulfilled in such detail, then we can be sure that the prophecy of the future will come just as the Lord has told us. And, and Nathan, I believe that for that person that is watching or listening, what that shows us is how awesome, uh, dependable the Word of God is and how encouraging it is for me to know that I can trust this book, Nathan, right? And that's one of the things that people try to, to ask the question, well, is the Bible the authentic Word of God? Is, is the Bible real? And biblical prophecy is one of the ways that it also authenticates the Word of God. Exactly. Fulfilled Bible prophecy, I think, is the ultimate apologetic for the Bible. Because there's no other book, not the Hindu Vedras or the Muslim Quran right. or any book out there that has prophecies that are detailed, that have set dates and that are unconditional. In other words, nothing has to happen for them to happen. Yep. The Bible, or if it does, the Bible says exactly what it is, and it happens. Mm -hmm. And these are things that can't be self-fulfilled. Jesus couldn't choose, or the Messiah should say, couldn't choose uh, where he would be born. He couldn't choose what family he'd come from. He couldn't choose how he would die, That's which right. crucifixion wasn't even invented uh, for, until 700 years after the prophecy was given about the Messiah being crucified in Psalm 22. Mm -hmm. So there are many prophecies that were fulfilled that no human being could actually uh, fulfill. And that's why there was a mathematician, his name was Peter Stone, and he's dead now, but he calculated the probability of prophecies being right. fulfilled. And matter of fact, he took just eight of the 109 Messianic prophecies concerning Jesus' uh, first coming, and he calculated that the probability of eight being fulfilled in the life of one person is one in ten to the seventeenth power. Wow. That's one, followed by seventeen zeros. So the chances of that happening are astronomical, could be happening. So the fact that the astronomical numbers could happen 
such detail in Bible prophecy to me is a proof, absolutely, that the Bible is the Word of God. Woof! You know, Nathan, as you were talking, I was sharing that one of your uh, insight videos there with those numbers, and uh, you also use some coins, right, to demonstrate an illustration. It's like dropping a coin in Texas. Exactly how was that? Well, Peter Stoner, he gave us a great example and trying to help us understand that number. I couldn't help but make a video, <laughs> a one-minute video called Bible Prophecy Insights that showed the accuracy of Bible prophecy because it is a wonderful illustration. It had to be illustrated in computer animation. But right. Peter Stoner said that fill the entire state of Texas knee-deep in silver dollars. And then you mark one, you, you get in a plane and you drop it in and somewhere in the middle of Texas, and then you churn up with bulldozers all over the place, churn up all that money. Then you take a blonde guy in, you set him loose in the middle of Texas, and the very first coin that he picks up, right. that's the one with the mark. That's the probability of eight Bible prophecies, and that's just eight of the 109, yeah. being fulfilled in the life of one person. So Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the Son of God, and the Bible is God's Word. Right? And, that, and that's what's amazing to me, Nathan. Sometimes people don't take the time to study the Bible, study Bible prophecies, but when you see the accuracy or the odds of that, it's just amazing to me how all those things could possibly happen exactly in the way, excuse me, that the Bible talks about, unless it was inspired of God. And Nathan, that is the key, right? That biblical prophecy is not man-made, but it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And those prophecies were really detailed. For one, the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. You can find that in Micah 5, 2. Right. Micah was hundreds of years before the Messiah was born. Uh, second, a messenger would prepare the way for the Messiah in Malachi 3, 1, and that was John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. uh, the third, the Messiah was in Jerusalem as a king, riding on the donkey. Zechariah 9, 9. That's right. He, did. he rode on the donkey. Not just any donkey, a uh, colt who had never been ridden. Yes. Uh, fourth one is the Messiah would be betrayed by a friend and suffered wounds on his hands. Zechariah 13.6, he was betrayed by Judas and he suffered wounds on his hands by being pierced by nails. The fifth one, the Messiah would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Who can pick a betrayer and then be betrayed for that exact amount of money? But as Zechariah 11.12 said, Jesus was betrayed by Judas for 30 pieces of silver. The sixth one that uh, Peter Stone used was the betrayal money be used to purchase the potter's field, Zechariah 11, 13. Judas didn't want the money anymore. He gave it back, in fact, he threw it back at the Pharisees, and they used it as blood money to buy a potter's field. He also said the Messiah would be uh, silent when he was afflicted, Isaiah 53, 7. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was quiet while he was um, being tried, and much of it on the cross. Right. And then eight, the Messiah will die by his hands and feet pierced, Psalm 22, 16. Now, that's crucifixion. And at the time that King David wrote that, 1000 BC, the Jewish people were, the capital punishment was by stoning. Right. So here, this prophecy was by crucifixion. And the Romans hadn't invented crucifixion until around 300 BC. So these are very, these are very distinct, accurate prophecies. And I mean, we're talking about just eight, Nathan, and you tell me there's hundreds of those that when you really put them all together, the evidence is just overwhelming to the accuracy uh, of the Bible and, and also, and that's why we believe, Nathan, that the whole Bible is uh, without error and it's also inspired by the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Oh, that is exactly right. It's the Holy Spirit that's I mean, after all, God knows how history's going to end. He knows everything, right? To him, when you read the Bible, what's called proleptic statements, they're like past tense. Right. As if prophecy that's future to us 
For God has already passed. He's already won. He's already in heaven. We're already in the eternal state to God. And he just gives that information to various people throughout the timeline. And so, to God, this isn't uh, future. This is past for him, so he can speak about it firsthand as having already done it. Exactly. And that's what's amazing to me about Bible prophecy. <laughs> it blows my mind. We're finite creatures without the beginning, and we're stuck on a timeline. But for God, he's not stuck in a timeline. Not at all. Excellent point. And of course, and Peter tells us, right, David, that again, the prophecy is not of private interpretation. People talk about Nostradamus, and they talk about all these people, but we know that, you know, when it comes to true prophets, we know that Jesus was the true prophet because everything he said was going to occur, and oftentimes he'll tell you beforehand in details. Right, right. And, you know, Second Peter one twenty one that these prophets are holy men of God who spoke that they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, they're not guys who are just sitting around saying, hey, you know, I've got this prophecy and it comes out of my head. <laughs> they were, the Holy Spirit was speaking through them. Because they didn't fail the test, right? the test that uh, Moses provided back in Deuteronomy 18, that you could figure out if a person was a true or a false prophet. And Moses told the people this, you may say to yourselves, how can we know what a message, <clears throat> when a messenger has not, excuse me, let me start again. <laughs> you say, may say to yourselves, how can we know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously. Do not be afraid of him. So in other words, the prophet, every time he spoke in the name of the Lord, his prophecy had to come true 100% right. accurately, 100% of the time. Or he wasn't a real prophet of God, he was a false prophet. Mm -hmm. And by that test, we can determine whether prophets are true or false prophets of God. Excellent. Well, and Nathan, today we have a lot of people taking on the title of prophets, right? <laughs> and, well, yeah, prophets and apostles and bishops. And, yeah. and a little bit of everything. And that's why we, we say, look, I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet, okay? So <laughs> if, if we proclaim the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, uh, speaks truth because we're proclaiming his word, and that's also part of prophecy, right? They proclaiming the word of God. Yeah, the gift of prophecy today is the urgent uh, telling of, of God's word. And that's really it's a, almost an evangelism as much as prophecy. Exactly. Yes. But I believe, personally, that prophecy was sealed up in the Bible. When God gave us revelation, he gave us all he wanted to be revealed in the Bible. Now, there are verses like in Joel which tell us that in the last days, during the tribulation, that there will be new prophecies and people will receive those prophecies from God. But as for us in this church age right now, we have been given in the Bible all the prophecy that God wants us to have right now. So when you hear people and they're going to say, oh, God told me today that this, this, and this will happen. Well, for one, I just ignore it right there, man. I never listen to any side of that. But two, if you're listening further, put them to Moses' test. They have to be 100% accurate all the time, and not just general prophecies. They have to be super specific prophecies that are unconditional, and uh, they have to date to them. That's right. And you know, it is interesting. People today are following after the horrible scopes. I call them that, the horoscopes. But uh, <laughs> because we find we have palm readers today. We have all these supposedly prophets. We have people that claim to tell people's future. And we have so much of even the church buying into this silliness, right? It is sad. Well, for one, the Bible condemns divination, sorcery, witchcraft, magic. That's all satanic. So that a Christian goes to a palm reader or reads a horoscope 
And that's not for Christians. That's for the pagans. That's not for us. We go to the Bible. That's where we get the true truth of the future. And I, some people, because they're scared of their own future, they just yes. want some guidance. Well, when you read the Bible and study God's prophecy there, there you, you get great hope for the future. You might not know what you're going to eat next Thursday, but you're <laughs> certainly going to know where you're going to spend eternity. So we're, go with the Bible. Which is more important, right, Nathan? Where we're going to spend eternity. And that's why we recognize that yeah. there's people watching and listening, and they might not have a relationship with the Lord, but God has them tuned in uh, to this program. And that's why you and I, Nate, every week as we do these programs, we always offer people an invitation to come to Christ so that they would have the spiritual food that they knew that they need, excuse me, uh, for all eternity. Because at the end, Nathan, that's what's really most important. It is. You know, what are eternity? It's far more important than you know, what you're going to eat today or where or where's this country going. Now, they're important things, but they're not eternal things. And the Bible right. gives us, but you know, the Bible just doesn't give us eternal information. It gives us a lot of information about what to expect in the end times. Absolutely. A lot of the signs of the times, like we just read in Daniel about the end times knowledge and travel will increase. So there's a lot of prophecies that are specific to help us in this day and age. And to, I think, Give us God's plan so that we know yeah. that God's in control. And we can have to find comfort that God knows the beginning and the end. That's and awesome. we put our, put our faith and trust in Him. He knows what He's doing. Don't worry. They have all in God's hands. Right. And we don't need any false prophets trying to help out, saying to us, hey, for 1999, I'll tell you your future. I'll tell you who you're going to marry. I'll tell you how many kids. And sad to say, everyone, when I was young, I fell for that too. And you know what? I got my money back, Nathan, because they lied to me. Well, you should. Have you ever seen in the Bible where a prophet charged people for God's prophetic word? No. God gave it free. You know, if someone's charging you for something, then uh, they're getting something out of personally. The prophets in the Bible, it wasn't about personal. They didn't get anything personal. As a matter of fact, most of them got stoned or called in half or, yeah. or dragged out of town. No, they did it because God said go do it, and they did it without any gain or desire for money. And that's actually another test. If the prophet is greedy for money, then there's no profit. Excellent point. And Nathan, and that's why we, we encourage people to look at the Bible closely when it comes to biblical prophecy or what's going to happen. Because it's already outlining, when you read for us there, Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, it says, But you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. And again, now we know Revelation, right? Nathan is the unveiling. It's something that was once covered, but now it's being revealed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Revelation to reveal. Yes, exactly. Good point. Absolutely. And that's why we encourage people just read through the Word of God and let the Holy Spirit reveal His truth to you. And we want to talk to those of you that are watching and listening. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, although we only have about a minute left of the program, we want to share with you how you can start that relationship with Jesus right now so that you will have access to heaven and have what is most important, which is uh, eternal life. And Nate, would you be able to speak to that person on the other side that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, how they can start even right now from wherever they are? Well, go to John 3, 16, probably the most famous verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Mm -hmm. So put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Pray from your heart a prayer of repentance to your Jesus. Please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And when you give your life to Jesus Christ, He will heal you of your sins and the brokenness of your life. He will give you that hope for the future, and you will have eternal life with Him. Ooh, amen. Thank you so much, Nathan Joseph. Maybe you trusted 
in Christ right now as Nathan was simply leading you to a simple prayer, we'd love for you to call us. Give us a call at 305-992-9537 or 321-ENTIME, 321-363-8463. Text us or write to us at 1000 Foster Road, Hallandale, Florida, 33009. We'd love to send you a Bible so that you can continue growing in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and so that you can put your trust in Him. He knows your future from end to beginning, and we don't need to follow anyone else outside of the Word of God. So Nathan Jones, this was an, an amazing passage. I know the time always flies when we are having fun, but I want to thank you so much for opening to us this portion of the Scripture, Nathan. Like awesome. And of course, again, we want to thank those of you that have been tuning in. Our time is up for this segment of the program. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye to the Lord. Bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. But remember, if you're in need of prayer, if you have any questions, give us a call 305 992 9537. We would love to pray for you. And the rest of you have a wonderful week and have a great day as well.